107 to 103 with 22.6 seconds left. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. About to dive into the NBA card for tonight. Well, Ryan McDonough coming up later in the show. Odyssey NBA Insider. we got to get his take on the Eastern Conference and this MVP race, which ESPN Tim Bontemps put out a straw poll. A hundred people around the NBA, and Nikola Jokic is the leader right now with two weeks to go in the season. So we'll talk to him about that. We have Kenny Ducey coming up, NBC Sports Edge, and the Action Network on Baseball Future. Season starts in nine days. So a ton to get to over the next um, you know couple hours of the show. But, Aaron, we'll get to the NBA now. And we heard the call 6-7 of the score in Chicago. Bulls lose last night to the Knicks, 109-104. And, boy, the Bulls are free-falling. I mean, you look at where they are right now, and a few – I mean, I'm trying to remember exactly when it was they were the one seed in the East, but as late as. I mean, as late as, I think, early February, they're still the one seed in the East. And now you look up as we go into play today, they're the five seed. Yet, Aaron, they're only one game up on the Cavs – who right now occupy the seven and would have to play the Nets in the first round. Like the, the Bulls have gone from, could they be a one or two or three seed to, they might get knocked out right away in that play in tournament. The Bulls are free falling here. I mean, the Bull, I remember I got my uh, DeMar DeRozan MVP future. That's like how crazy this is. I was looking at this line Bulls minus four, at Washington tonight, it is a short number. I mean, Washington's not good. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's right. Can you trust the Bulls I, right now? I, you can't, but also minus four against the Wizards. Whew. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust either team. That's just gross. Yeah, the, I, the, I don't even want to watch that one. The over is interesting to me. Um, two twenty-three tonight. The Bulls just played last night, obviously, and lost the Knicks. I wonder if they're going to have tired legs on defense and then maybe the Wizards could put up a bunch of points. I, I could see this game being higher scoring than 223, but I, I couldn't lay the points with the Bulls. I mean, there's just no way. They, they've been terrible. No, no. Who knows? The Wizards at home, maybe they're confident they just beat a terrible Warriors team. <laughs> Perhaps that's the way to go. Uh, let's look at something else because the game of the night really is Bucks Sixers. Yep, it's the last time the Sixers this year will play someone that is within that top four range in the East. Right, they're all separated by one game. It's Miami; they're at the top forty-eight and twenty-eight. Then the Sixers forty-six and twenty-eight, Bucks forty-six and twenty-eight, Celtics forty-seven and twenty-nine. So it's four teams separated by one game, and this is the last time the Sixers will play one of those teams. Sixers, it's kind of weird. You know, since James Harden got there, they've beat up the bad teams. They beat up the Knicks. They beat, like when they play the bad team so far, they beat up the Clippers last week, Lakers last week, but then they go to Phoenix on Sunday and they lose that game. You know, it's been a tale of two Sixers with James Harden and Joel. When they're playing bad teams, they just slaughter them. And they play the good ones and it's been not quite as good. So tonight, yeah, I'm I'm seeing it Sixers minus one and a half against the um, Bucks. I'd kind of want to be on the Bucks. I don't know. I don't have a good feel for this one. It's like which Sixers team is going to show up, you know? Is Harden going to be one for 14? 
I still feel like something's going on with James Harden's uh, hamstring. You know, he like, a couple times that Sunday against the Suns, he would like rubbed his leg, and I'm like, what's going on there? He just hasn't looked explosive in, in a, first couple games. He looked good, um, and he's Maybe put up some good numbers. Get some unders for him. We could do that. Let's see, let's pull up the game log. So Harden on Harden on Sunday against the Suns was two of eleven from the field. He went. He went fourteen nine and seven, but two of eleven. I mean, that's. I mean, he that's struggled. Bad. Yeah. So in the game against the Nets a few weeks ago, he was three for seventeen from the field, and against the Suns, he's two of eleven. I mean, those two games combined, he's he's five of twenty eight. I mean, he's that's you can't win like that if if you're you one of your two players is, is shooting that poorly. So his point total is set at twenty two and a half, but he. He went 14 points, 29 points, 24, 17, 24, 21, 24. So mm, that 14, though, a little concerning against Phoenix. Of course. Yeah, it is concerning. I would lean towards the the, the Bucks tonight getting the points. Mm, yeah, plus one and a half. I could see this number moving, too. Mm-hmm. So I think this number moved because I, I saw it originally at two. I think it's coming down. Six were favored by more than this. Well, maybe you just do the money line plus 102. 232 mm. on the total. I don't love the Bucks defense. Um, six have scored a lot since Harding got there. I I, I would lean towards the Bucks. Yeah, I, I think you're the right side is it right. With the one and a half to take the just take the money line. Yeah. If I had to bet it, I'll probably stay away from the the pick on the game. But if I had to bet it, I would take the Bucks to win this game. I mean, if Harden's not shooting well, do you want to look at his assists? Yeah, well, I mean, he's still see. sharing the ball. I mean, he's, he's been doing that. That hasn't stopped since he got there. Not a lot What's of his, value there. Eight plus assists is minus 265. His over-under is nine and a half. Plus, um, you get plus 108 on over nine and a half. Man, it's it's amazing how poor his shooting's been. His three point tonight, Aaron, his prop is two and a half, and it's minus one sixty six on the under, under two and a half. That's how poor he shot the ball. I think for the season, James Harden's only shooting about thirty percent from three. I mean, it's it's been a problem. So like he looks so good. Like yeah, I'm gonna. I think I stay away from Harden props tonight. Maybe the assists over. Yeah, but no, I agree. Stay away. All right, let's move on. The other game that's super interesting is Jazz Clippers. So Gobert not playing, is that why it's minus one Jazz? Are they waiting? I don't know. Uh, that could be. That that It could be part of that. The, the, just the, and I think late in the season it gets harder because especially playoff teams like the Jazz – if they've got a guy a little bit banged up, are they pushing him? Yeah. Probably not. And they're Maybe. in L.A. Not that it's that far of a trip, but. You know who's been covering a lot is the Pistons when they're underdogs. Plus 14 at Brooklyn tonight. <laughs> That's a big is, number, Joji. Is it a Sadiq Bay game? That's the question. <laughs> One thing to, to bring up, and, I, and I, I think we hit on this about a week ago. Aaron, as the second half of the season has rolled on and we're almost towards the end of the regular season, there's been more unders in the NBA. Okay. I just, I, I, there's, the numbers? 
Yeah, I could I could pull up what I saw earlier today. Um, so last week unders went twenty nine and twenty two, fifty six percent, fifty six point eight percent, and it wasn't like that as as much earlier in the season. Because guys are resting, guys are a little injured. That is that the reason you think? I think so. So average scoring lower last week than the week before, and the pace slowed down to the lowest pace any week this season. There's something mm. to this. I, I th- we mentioned earlier in the show all the injuries that are piling up. I think the teams that are going to the playoffs are probably going to play their best players a little bit less. Like some some teams are jockeying for positions, so there's some big games. But I, I think there's something to the last few weeks of the season. Unders might I, be the more of the way to go. I agree, and I'm also staying away from the double doubles. I mean, Jokic is. I mean, he had a triple double. He's usually a lock, like a. A double-double is a layup for him on a nightly basis. But anyone else, it's a little scary. So you just don't know if they're playing that hard, how many minutes they're going to get, what's going on. Come pl- so, Until maybe the playoffs again, I'll start looking at it. So some trends here with teams. Bulls, 14-4 and four to the under the last 18 games. Jazz, 11-3 to the under last 14 games. Raptors, 14-6 and six to the under last 20 games. Bucks. Okay, so we, so we talked about that game. Some of these higher totals and look at the under the Nets, Pistons, 234. Bucks, Sixers, 232. Bucks, Sixers could be an under with the way Harden shooting. Minus 110. 232 is a big number. I and mean, we're talking about, you know, both of them into the well over 110. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of like if anything on the Sixers game, I would go with the under on the total. Okay. How much so, do you expect that game to have like a pre playoff field, Joe G? Or is it a little I too think, early for that? Yeah. I think it's going to mean more to. So the Sixers beat them in Milwaukee right before the All Star break. That was the last time they played without Harden, I think. I, yeah. I wonder if it's a buck spot tonight, just like. It always feels like these um, season matchups, they kind of flip, like one one's one game and then it goes right. the other way. Right, two, two yeah, yeah. yeah. I also wonder, and I, I don't know the answer to this, how these teams, if they care about the seeding. Is this us talking about it, or are they thinking about the Nets at the bottom? Yeah, I don't like – but how do you do that in a micro sense, right? Do you take right. a, third, a random third quarter off? Like, I think that's tough to do. Um, I also – I just don't know. Like, there's still so much time left in the in the grand scheme of things. Like, what's there six, seven games left, and they're all within one game. So, like, right. you could win, and it could send you the wrong way. You could lose, it could send you the wrong way. Um, I just don't know that you know enough that even if you wanted to, you could do anything about it actively yet. That might be a last week of the season thing. Like, we start seeing teams sit people. Right. Someone. All of a sudden, they pull like what the Celtics did last right. night, and five guys are sitting. Paul, what do you make of the unders? And the other thing I was thinking about as Aaron and I talked through it is we're probably seeing more young players out there. Young players are generally less efficient. They're not going to be as good of scores or, or, you know, it's just going to change the way the flow of the game goes. So there's something to this. I mean, last week was the slowest pace of the year in the NBA. Yeah. And I think, I think part of it is definitely teams that are in the playoff hunt, you know, trying to avoid injuries. I do think some of it is also maybe kind of getting to that, like playoff games. For example, it's a slower pace typically. It's right. more, you know, deliberate. And it could be some of that, like kind of getting into that mode for some of those playoff teams. 
I also think, you know, a team like the Bulls that is trying to stop the bleeding, like every possession more methodical, ideally. Now they don't play defense, so that doesn't really help them much, you know, on the back end. Uh, you look at a game like the Pistons and Nets, high monster spread, 14 points, but a high total. Mm-hmm. You know, typically that's that's pretty good for an under. It's a good under spot with a large spread and go on under a big total there. Lakers Mavs. That's a that's a twelve point high, game. Yeah. That's a pretty low total though. That's under two twenty. Two twenty was kind of that magic number earlier in the year. So though that in that spot it's kind of I, I don't like the higher ones I'd be more inclined to play than these lower totals. But yeah, it's interesting to kind of see that all as the uh as the season comes to an end. So LeBron, it sounds like LeBron and Anthony Davis are both doubtful for the game tonight, uh, the Lakers and the, the Mavericks game. That game could be a complete route if neither of those guys play. That so LeBron's be, dealing with ankle, yeah. yeah. They might not break 100, the Lakers. Yeah. Here's a, Le- here's a LeBron Get question. Get ready for that Malik Monk picture tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does LeBron not play banged up? Because he doesn't want to affect his season scoring average. Mm, probably. He doesn't play, right? He's still at 30 points per game or whatever. He plays and only could drop 15 because he can't move out there. And that scoring average comes down. And, I mean, all three guys are playing tonight, right? LeBron's at 30.1 and beats at 29.9 and Giannis is at 29.7. Yep. Huh. And, Good like, Lord. if it's a... Go ahead. I was just going to say it could be a spot where like Embiid and uh, Giannis are trying to one-up each other and they each drop like 30-plus. It could be. What, what, I'm you have me doing now. a deep dive on Sadiq Bey's stats right now. <laughs> Our guy? Nice. Yes. I can't believe he dropped 51 a couple weeks ago. I know. I know. Is, is he the most <laughs> nondescript player to drop 50 in a game in a he'll, while? It, yeah, but then he'll drop eight last Friday. Like, Eight? How do you go from fifty-one to eight like in the same week? That's that's scary. I don't know if I can bet on a guy who's doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> I remember joking earlier in the season because he kept doing that to you. Like young players do this, the good, bad. Maxi does it for the Sixers, but fifty and eight is is pretty extreme. Great Before he had the fifty-one, though. it was like he scored nine, twelve, nine, thirteen, thirteen, fifty-one. <laughs> like what? What are we doing here, Sadiq Bey? He's only 22 years old, capable of scoring 50 in a game. There's obviously something I told something you to I him. interviewed him when he was in high school. <laughs> yeah, there's it obviously is. something to him. He, he could play. Yeah. And just circling back to the uh, top of the East real quick before we get out of here uh, to the next segment. So Heat Celtics are tomorrow. Sixers Bucks is tonight. So, I mean, that's so many musical chairs like still left to play. Then you got the Bucks playing the Nets on Thursday, you know, as a possible – you know, playoff preview is one of those kind of two seven type matchups. So, a lot to sort out still. Do any of the books offer top to, to to bet on the top seed in the conference? Obviously, the West is done because the NFL did that. It's interesting because you got to play out the schedules and who plays who and, and and see if you can find something there. I haven't seen it where I've looked. Joe O not with us today. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Tuesday. We'll come back. Kenny Ducey. Let's do some MLV futures with him. The season is just nine days away. Kenny Ducey, NBC Sports Edge, joins us next on the Beck UL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on Beck QL Daily from Beck QL.